All right, what are we going to talk about? Curtis Samuel? I'm playing. <laughs> we ain't got to talk about Curtis. My Curtis was, Samuel take was, is already out I there. I was this close to drafting Curtis Samuel. Who'd you take? I couldn't help myself. I took Wondell Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know yeah. what? Somebody ended up taking him and drafting him actually in the 20th round. People started to realize it. Well, you know, you get you hear the chatter. You hear the chatter. And it makes sense, though, too, because, like... There was a few uh, Roto World drops yeah, about it today, yeah, right? Yeah, there have been a couple. That's usually what happens. And you and we you don't know. Like, no one saw A.J. Brown getting traded. So, who knows what's going to happen with Terry did, did, Didn't I mean, put that on the list? What if Terry McCorn is, is uh, traded? Yeah, but I, I wanted to separate those. It's no, I'm not saying we got to talk about it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, that's a possibility. I wish it was high. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, let's talk about OTAs a bit. OTAs have started. Debo is absent. We all know that he wants a new contract. He's a wide back, not a receiver, not a running back. He want to be paid as such. How are you guys preparing for a potential Debo trade or for him to truly hold out? Uh, you know, I think when I, you know, when you look at the boards right now, you look at the ADPs, I feel like you're not getting much of a discount, at least mm. based off of my personal rankings. You know, he was someone that I think uh, a fair amount of the fantasy community has been looking at as a regression candidate, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and not in a good way. So, you know, he scored on a number of, uh, you know, long TD runs, passes. Uh, I mean, it was just, you know, it was a, a bit out of proportion. Not to say that it's not possible that he can't repeat, but the likelihood is low. And then you add in the change of quarterback, uh, and that for me, that's the biggest thing. Uh, it's not necessarily that I'm concerned about Trey Lance. It's more so that you go from a quarterback in Garoppolo, who I felt really zeroed in on him, mm -hmm. uh, and you know at times uh, almost ignored everyone else that was on the field mm -hmm. trying to get Debo the ball. You know, whether or not that's because he developed, you know, such a strong relationship or because that was play calling or because he just wasn't seeing the field as well. Uh, I felt like Debo was just getting a lot of targets, even when he was uh, in double coverage. And then you add in, you know, defenses having tapes. So I see a lot of reasons, you know, particularly with Shanahan, you know, he's someone who also not necessarily changes his offense year to year, but adds in new wrinkles adds in things that, you know, opposing defenses have not seen yet before. There are a number of different things that could point towards Debo getting less usage mm. or not enough usage. So me seeing him go kind of in the mid-second round, I feel like I'm not getting much of a discount on a guy that may end up at a, you know, on another team. But when it comes to that particular situation, it's not so much Debo uh, that uh, I'm really considering. It's the other players. Mm. So... One thing that I think I may want to start trying to take advantage of before it's too late in the off chance that he gets traded, and I don't, you know, it may be just 50 50, I really have no clue, is trying to get those late round shares of a Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kittle who falls now. You know, I've gotten them in the fourth round uh, because if there's no Debo there, we, you know, you've seen the splits uh, with Kittle when there's no Debo. 
Uh, you've seen the splits with Ayuk when there's no Debo. Uh, and you got to assume uh, that they're going to take up a significant amount of that uh, production uh, yeah. that's going to be available. So it may be those guys that I may just, you know, want to start targeting a bit. Again, any off chance. But I want to get them at value, too, as well. Uh, there's no one that I really want to reach for, and that includes uh, Debo. Dale, like, how are you preparing for, you know, Debo potentially being traded? And one, like, do you think he's going to get traded, or do you think that they're going to pay him? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Do I think he's going to get traded? I think it's probably still fifty-fifty. Hmm. And, and a month ago, I probably said I think he's going to get traded more seventy-five, twenty-five. So it's mm-hmm. definitely kind of moved towards the. Um, the San Francisco staying side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, at the moment, I would say it's 50-50. Um, from all the tea leaves or things that have been reported, it sounds like, you know, they're actually now communicating more so than they were before when he kind of had his, his heels dug in a little bit. Um, but I still haven't seen any, you know, strong reports saying, hey, Debo has decided he no longer wants to be traded. Yeah, I will say I recently saw a report where the 49ers said, they're not trade him or it would be stupid mm-hmm. to trade him. John Lynch, so, yeah. I mean, it's all obviously a two-way street to trade a player. Um, so, you know, if the 49ers don't actually do it, then obviously it won't happen. And I but think he followed the team back. So, you know, social, yeah, you, know you know, these guys talk through social media. young generation yeah. and their social media. What do you mean this young generation? We are this generation. We are this, you know. Whatever. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold uh, on. Right, right. So, um. Even if he's following the San Francisco 49ers, he hasn't literally came out and said, I pulled my trade request. There there was a formal yeah. trade request made, you know. So until that happens, it's always going to be a chance. Now, how am I preparing for it? I don't really think there's anything you really need to do to prepare for it. Um, I really, when, when thinking about this Debo trade, I look at it only in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I don't really look at the other players. Um <clears throat> Why? Because I feel like the other players' roles are going to be what their roles are. Hmm. Um, the thing with Debo was, and you say he got a lot of targets. He got a fair amount of targets. But Kid, I think, got a lot of targets too. Ayuk, especially in the second half of the season when yeah. he kind of got at the doghouse, was getting a fair amount of targets as well. He finally so, got it going. Yeah, yeah so everybody, everybody but it's was the splits, getting, though. When Debo hmm. was not in the lineups, those guys saw significant more usage. But – even with Debo in the lineup, they were still all being used. But not as much. Yeah, not as much, of course. The, yeah. the pie is cut by, for more people, mm-hmm. but I, I still think when Debo was there, they were getting theirs, you know, again, yeah. in the second half. So um, I feel like they're still going to be fine. Um, the thing with Debo, though, is his value last year was really, really propped up with his backfield usage. Mm-hmm. You know? but May, it depen- mm-hmm. I mean, I think that though, it depends on which part of the season you were looking at. Because there was a part of the season in the first half where he dominated through the air. And then the second half, I think it probably correlated with okay, Mitchell but, getting but, injured but where he dominated that, on the that ground. That first half for the season where he dominated through the air, I don't even think he was wide receiver top 10. I think he was doing well. Oh, no, he, well. I think he was wide receiver I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I do believe he was doing well. But I think once he started becoming a running receiver – that really shot his value up a lot because mm-hmm. he was getting those goal line touches, which See, are money touches for a typical running back. But that takes me to the next thing. If if Debo is traded, shouldn't we value someone like Elijah Moore? Uh, Mitchell. So, Mitchell. More so. More so, All right, so, than so, so we quick, necessarily value quick, Brandon Ayuk and Kittle. I do believe so. But let, let me finish my thought real quick on, on Debo. Mm-hmm. One big 
aspect about the trade request that's been reported is he doesn't want to be used as much as a running back. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to kind of be used more as a traditional receiver. I think regardless of whether he's traded or if he stays, if wherever he ends up this year or this, you know, this football season, if they decide to actually acquiesce, acquiesce to his, his request, then his value is going to drop to me, like just off top. You know, hmm. so if his value drops to me off top, where people are valuing him right now, I, I don't feel comfortable taking him there. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if he's not being used as much as a running back, you say Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, we can assume that. But one thing, and I've been burnt on this so many times, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to allow myself to be burnt on this anymore. <laughs> one thing we can say about the 49ers is the way they use their backfield can be unpredictable. Hmm. Not only from season to season, but sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes from week yeah. to week. Yeah. So, yeah, we can say, oh, that means it's Mitchell. Yeah. But it can also be uh, the rookie, Tyrion Davis-Price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could be Jeff Wilson. Yeah. A couple yeah. of Who's been things. in the news recently. So, these were, these were Debo's stats to start the season, receiving stats. Eight targets, six reception, 90, 98 yards. That was week two. I don't have week one for whatever reason. It's not pulling up. But he scored 32 points. And uh, the majority of that was through the air. Thir you know, week three. 10 targets, five receptions, uh, 52 yards. Next week, 13 targets, eight receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Next week, nine targets, only uh, three receptions, 58 yards. Next week, 11 targets, seven receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Next week, nine targets, six receptions, 171 yards. Uh, and, you know, and, so, and again, nine targets. So, there was a portion of the year where he just dominated as a wide receiver. And I think again, I think a lot no, of no, that I didn't was, say he he didn't dominate. I but said, those, those were that was like wide no, no, receiver no, 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 one. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm not saying numbers. he didn't dominate. What I'm saying is, once he became a running back receiver, his value shot up a lot because not only was he beginning the receiving statistics, he was now also getting semi running back statistics because he was getting those goal line touches. But we yeah. saw his receiving decrease when his it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if his 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 receiving decrease it was supplemented by how much value he got from that running ability. But I think but what I'm saying is his overall points per game were probably about the same whether it but was I'm not, the but first I'm not, half but of the I'm not talking about I'm not talking about points per game. I, all I'm referring to is his value. His value increased because now you weren't just saying, oh, I'm just getting his receiving use. Now he became a player where he got running back use and receiving use both on high levels or, or high shares. He was basically taking away goal line touches from the 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 typical 49ers running back, the incumbent. Yeah. So, so, again, if that part of his game is gone, he could still be a high-end receiver, yeah, but, you know, do I see him higher ended or more higher end than Tyreek Hill? You know? Mm. Uh, do I see him a if more? He's getting, I mean, if he's getting that many targets per game, I mean, if he's getting 10 plus targets per game, nine plus targets per game, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he's worth it, but I just, I don't think he's going to get that many targets. I'm, I mean, I won't say I don't think. I, I don't know I'm how not many sure. targets he's going to get. All I'm saying is his value now, if I know I'm not getting him as a, as a running receiver, mm -hmm. I don't value yeah. him as high as. Because I think yeah. where he's valued now in the draft world, yeah. they're valuing him as if he's the same yeah. player as he ended the season last year. And lastly, this is my take on the San Francisco 49ers uh, backfield and, and Kyle Shanahan. I don't think, you know, whether he wants an RBBC or a workhorse, I think, I think ideally he has one guy and then he has some guys behind we him. We had this argument last year. I remember. So he has one guy 
when that guy gets hurt, he wants the next guy to step in line. And that next guy may become the guy for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think when he opens up training camp, he's not looking at someone as the incumbent starter. He may have a favorite based off of what somebody did last year or based off of what he, you know, his comfort level with that player. But it's basically open game. If that player does not live up to his expectation in training camp, then the other guy may come. Well, so that to me, you know, there's a couple of different things. One, he seems to not want to throw to his running backs a lot. So I think you got to be careful where you take his running backs, regardless of who it is. But at some point, it's still a value because I think it's still worth having a running back from that backfield. Well, so I like being able to attack both of them. I'm fine if I can get a Mitchell in like a sixth round and then get, you know, Tyrion Davis like in a double digit rounds. If I can get a lock on that backfield or what I perceive the lock, the likely lock, I'm good with that. And well, if it ends up being Trey Sermon, then so like, be it. Like I said last year. <laughs> Like I said last year, I do believe they're a team that likes to use multiple running backs. I know you don't agree with that, but I do do believe they're a team that does. And I I believe they're a team that if they had backs available to them, they would utilize them. I do feel like they they are a team that can pass the ball to their running back when they decide that's their game plan. Don't forget they still have Jermichael Hasty, who is their receiving back, who Mm -hmm. got a fair (laughs) amount of work last year. So, you know, don't ignore that. That's just another player in the, the room that's an option for them. They still have Trey Sermon, who they used, what was it, a third-round pick on last year? Mm-hmm. You have the rookie who they used a third-round pick on this year. Again, Jeff Wilson's still there. I mean, they're a team where last year, it was really, it was really hard for us to determine what they want to do because everybody was just getting hurt. You know, Moster got hurt week one. You know, uh, Trey Sermon, he, he just sucked, but he also was hurt during off um, training camp or whatever. So, you know, he really wasn't even – being able to get implemented in the yeah. team. So, Jeff Wilson got hurt. So, I mean, we'll see what they do this year. It's the probability uh, argument to me. Could Jeff Wilson be the starter? Could Tyrion Davis be the starter? Could Trey Sermon be the starter? No, I think, the, a starter, possibility. I think the starter is Mitchell for sure. But the starter is Mitchell. So, I'm willing to take that. What I'm arguing is, yeah, the starter nominally is Mitchell, but I feel like if all the backs are available to use and healthy, they, But there were times when, when they were healthy and they rode Mitchell. Last Even year, in the playoffs, last year they, they were all hurt at a certain point. There Literally were times every where, single there were times where the other players, when Mitchell came back for the playoffs, Wilson was healthy. I think Jermichael Hastings was healthy. Wilson, Hastings remember, was healthy. Wilson had just got back from that major injury. He had yeah, just but they, but then he had gotten work because remember Mitchell was out for a while, but then he was still healthy during the playoffs. Right, right. Right. No, no, I'm saying though, but they weren't all readily healthy available. So they were, I you, think they were all healthy during the playoffs, and Mitchell got the far majority of the work. Hmm. Moster was gone. Moster was a starter. He started the season as the guy. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is they, once they have a full stable of running backs, let's see how they use them. Because they have a lot of high yeah. capital put into their running back room. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Mitchell might be the lowest capital person they have in the that's room. That's 100% true. You know, but that's, so. that's reflected in his, uh, that's reflected in his uh, current ADP which is fifth round. And I'm not comfortable taking him in the fifth round, but in the sixth round, if all those receivers go, and, that, and there's that tear break there for me when it comes to those receivers, and Mitchell's you know, you know, sitting right there, I'll, I'll take a chance on that. I'll yeah, take a chance yeah. on that. I, uh-huh. I'm definitely not arguing on taking Mitchell, especially with him being so late, yeah. especially if you go to yeah. some extent zero uh, running back or hero running yeah, back. Yeah. So he's fine. All right, so let's talk about another guy who wants to get paid who is missing from OTAs. Terry McLaurin. It's not there for OTAs. 
I don't want to turn this this into a segment about Curtis Samuel, Dale. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk you about Terry McLaurin. I, I do not want to we turn this into a topic about Curtis Samuel. About <laughs> Curtis Samuel. You know what? Yeah, Forget it. Let's just go bro, there. Does this increase Curtis Samuel's stock? If, if, uh, if T Mac is traded, of course. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> by, by, hell yeah. yeah! If T Mac is traded, bro, right. I'm gonna do a whole episode. We will never hear yeah. the end. We will never come in that day. Just give <laughs> me the camera. I do a whole episode on Curtis Samuel. I'm talking to him. Run his victory lap. You better come in with a Curtis Samuel T-shirt. Hell yeah! I have a number ten Commander jersey on his mug. No, but. I was the one that requested for us to add this. Well, I think Abby requested to add it to the sheet, but I was the one that kind of brought it up. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, it, it might just sound crazy, like Terry McLaurin getting traded. Hell no. Everything we've heard from all parties have been like, it's just really working out the numbers. It's all yeah. going to eventually get worked out and blah, 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 blah. But what is our motto? Stay ready. Stay ready. Blase, blase, blase. And if you want to truly stay ready, you have to be open to all possibilities. At the current moment, the facts are, He's not attending OTAs. Mm-hmm. We could say it's a fact, but it's been reported he wants a new contract. Mm-hmm. And another fact is a lot of receivers around the league that are at his level, maybe slightly higher, maybe lower, mm-hmm. have been getting paid. A Alan lot, Robinson a lot got paid. Yeah, a lot lower you know, have so, gotten paid. So, so those <laughs> yeah. are the facts. Okay? Yeah. Now. Christian Kirk messed up the game, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't mess up the game. I mean, you know, that's the market. He said he, said, he set the market. And, you know, hustle, man. Yeah. He did more than set the market. But, um, so with all that being the case, yeah. yeah, we probably expect it. You know, he'll end up with the commanders. No big deal. We'll forget about this come September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that other small, small chances, they could ship him out of town just like the Titans did to A.J. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the Chiefs did to but think about Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Think about this. I mean... It's a higher chance than we really are considering that he may get traded or he may move on. He is not at OTAs right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Other players who don't have contracts, you know, maybe, you know, hedged a little bit, but ended up showing up. Deontay ended up showing up. You right. Know? So he is not at OTAs currently. Right. Is that, DK Metcalf? DK seen? Metcalf is at training camp okay. and he's, you know, everything is, you know, from what he yeah, said. So, said so, okay, okay. Yeah. So he's not been there. So he's not there currently. So. And there are some wide receiver needy teams out there. Mm-hmm. And they remember Terry McLaurin was what, a third round pick? Third or fourth. I think a third. third or fourth round pick. So yeah. it's not like they invested a lot of draft capital in him. Mm-hmm. And then what did they end up doing with their first round pick this year? Took a. Took Jahan Dawson. Dotson, yeah. Okay. Who looks very much like a Terry McLaurin and may be able to do a slightly little bit more than Terry McLaurin. Mm. I, I, we'll see. Jahan Ta- Dawson looks good to, to me. be determined. And then you got Curtis Samuel coming My back boy, healthy. Your boy, back. your boy, yeah. you know. Samuel's so they, they still have got options. Diami Brown, who's a third round pick last year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, so don't forget about him. They re signed McKissick, okay? Mm hmm. They have Antonio Gibson and they, have and they drafted Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe Cape Winters broken, but, but hey, you know, yeah, hey, you know. look, this could be the Winters year if in the yeah. right. I can see, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I could it's see, possible. I could, I could yeah. see him like really, you know, doing well this year. So they have options, you know. So the, if Terry McLaurin is asking for Tyreek Hill type money because he feels like he's a young superstar who's maybe not on the rise or AJ Hill, Brown, Devonte Adams money. You know, I mean, that's still way up there because based off of his age and and, and his current production, 
If he's asking for that type of who money, has high, who has the highest? Is it Adams or Hill? No, Hill. Hill, Hill has yeah, the highest. Hill. Right? Adams, mm-hmm. then Hill. Yeah, he can't go to the very top, but maybe he can ask for the second. Amount. Yeah, mm-hmm. they may feel like he's not worth it. And if you're an organization, and we've seen what these organizations have done, Green Bay had no issues moving on from Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs had no issues moving on from Ty- Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So who is Terry McLaurin for Washington to have no issues moving on for him? Especially right. when they spent. I think they. Correct me if I'm wrong. They moved up. To get John Dustin, no, I can't. Back. They moved oh, yeah, back. Okay, moved but back either way, they got, but he was like the second spot. wide receiver off the board, essentially. No, he's like the fourth or fifth. Okay, well, but either they, way, he's they, in the first round. What they he's say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. what they say yeah. is they want him. They never yeah. even brought him in for a draft workout or anything. Mm-hmm. They were just so confident. That's showing confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted him. Yeah, yeah so, so and to me, you know, he's five. I like John Dustin a lot. Five eleven, four four speed. You know, you know, catch balls all across the field. And he's got this, like, savviness to his game. He knows how to get open. He knows how to separate. Uh, there's a lot I like about Jahan Dotson. And you're already kind of hearing, you know, again, it's OTAs where, where, mm-hmm. where you know, I mean, just in May. You're hearing that he's working a lot with Carson Wentz. And Carson, one thing I do know is I think you do want the, you know, whoever the number one is there. So I still will take some shots at McLaurin, especially if you fall into that fifth round. I think that's a good spot for him. I don't like going in the fourth round with the uncertainty, but I'm also going to have quite a bit of uh, Dotson and now Grant and Curtis mm-hmm. Samuels as well. So this is the way I see the situation. Number one, talking about McLaurin, whether he's – okay, if he stays with the commanders, mm-hmm. his value is what his value is. The way he's being drafted now is of the assumption he's going to stay with the commanders. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's fine. If he's traded to a team, the team that he's trading for likely gave up a good amount of capital. And number two, the reason they're trading for him is because he wants to get paid. So most likely they're Mm -hmm. going to pay him. So if they're going to pay him, I think they're going to use him as well Mm -hmm. as a number one wide receiver, if not more so than the way the commanders are going to use him. So his value actually might be a little bit, you know, underrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's a good discussion. I think, you know, and when it comes to like wide receivers changing teams, I think there's always been a lot of discussion. I think the, I think. Maybe a lot of people, uh, and I may be wrong with this, but I feel like the majority feel like, okay, wide receiver changing team. There's a bit of hesitation there. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like people never really draft them where, you know, at their peak where they were with the team before. But I think if you look back, I feel like it's one thing if a wide receiver is signed in free agency. It's another thing, like you mentioned, if a wide receiver is traded and a team had to give up significant assets. Because like you said, they're tied to that player now. Right. They had to give up a lot of capital, right. draft, and, and dollars. Right. And I think in most of those situations, you know, I wish somebody would put out a stat for this, but I feel like in most of those situations, it ends up being that that wide receiver excels. You know, an easy example. He a couple better. examples like Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. You know, their situation. So when I see a player, you know, get traded and they're giving up, especially if they're giving up significant draft capital, mm-hmm. I, I don't shy away from those situations. I yeah. still I still evaluate the situations, but I don't shy away. So in this scenario, the only thing, the only likely thing scenario is either that he plays with Washington or he gets traded. So like to your point, like his value probably should not change much. If, if anything, you might be getting a, a discount on yeah. it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my other thought about the whole thing is, um, so and this, this is probably my belief or other people probably share this or whatever, mm-hmm. but... Um, I do think we're we're starting to get into an era where teams are like, okay, almost like the way they treat running backs, we're not going to pay this wide receiver that wants mm-hmm. all this money. Mm-hmm. So instead of paying him, mm-hmm. kind of look at what the Titans did. We're going to trade this guy away, yep. kind of re-roll, and pick up another rookie young yep. wide receiver yep. where we can pay him on a rookie deal, hopefully get the same type of 
maybe not the exact same type of you know outcome or value, mm -hmm. but still something pretty damn good where you're you're paying a fraction of the cost that you would have paid the other guy. Yep. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and, and don't forget they pay my boy Curtis Samuel <laughs> a pretty good contract yeah. last year, right? They did. So you gave Curtis Samuel a pretty good contract. You just drafted a rookie wide receiver in the first round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to now give McLaurin all this money? I'm not saying it's not possible, yeah. but that's a lot of money invested. Why don't you talk about all the uh, kind of reports that have been coming out of camp about Curtis Samuel? Go ahead. Go ahead. I I mean, you've been posting no, them you, in the threads. Yeah. So. I, 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 I haven't been paying attention because y'all know me. I'm already confident in Curtis Samuel. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah, something. Yeah. But, but I posted something today, and yeah, I think the one yeah. I posted today was they were talking about how they're they, he's an integral part of their offense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of makes the offense go. You can use him anywhere. Do you think um, he was that lining coaching, up in the backfield? He's lined up as a running back. Do you yeah. think coaching staffs and teams do that when they are stuck in difficult contract negotiations with a guy? No, like I don't think the coaches Terry McLaurin care whatsoever. Say, hey, like, hey, like we can move past. No, nah, this coach. I, mean, no, I don't he, think the coaches. Yeah, about they the brought contract. him over from Carolina. They worked with him in Carolina, and he had a good year when he was with Carolina. Mm -hmm. Like, like Dale said, he's had a lot of injuries. I mean, we laughed when 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 Dayo mentioned that Curtis Samuel we was probably the most valued. <laughs> I was laughing more so because you've always been on Curtis Samuel. Right. Like that's a hill that you're worth dying on. But I, that's kinda, why I actually I, was I actually yeah. agree, uh, and I actually am trained, you know, changing my draft strategy. I will be I'm, drafting. I'm, I'm Curtis purposely Samuel. trying mm -hmm. not to mention him on the pod. Like, yeah, since we're just yeah, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis Samuel is going like the 17, 18, 19, not 20, even that. He's yeah. like undrafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, we were drafting this guy in like the sixth to ninth round last year. Yeah. What has changed? The only thing that changed is he had a season where he's pretty much injured the whole year. Yeah, well, and that's Jahan a big Dotson change. Too, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah, and Dotson, yeah, Dotson big, yeah. too. But that injury, I mean, people get hurt. Yeah, you can, We're drafting Cam Akers, uh, Dobbins, Gus Edwards. We're all drafting them like it's no issue. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not saying Curtis Sanders should be drafted high. I'm just saying he probably should be going ahead of guys be, like Brian Edwards. He should be going. Yeah, he's still gonna. He's <laughs> he still. Going. Uh, he's he still going. gonna be out there. My man is just sitting on the bench, like really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, you gotta play pick up right here. Oh, he's standing there with his own basketball, just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, he's he's just so much of a value to me. Yeah, and I'm I'm drafting. I'm not really gonna try to convince anybody because I know how everybody feels about him, but. Yeah. Again, I feel like he's just out there just chilling. It's a pass. It it's won't a pass. it won't cost you anything. And on top of that, you can probably grab Dotson too. Yeah. And almost have that whole kind of wide receiver two potentially. Yep. Wide yep. receiver one yep. locked up for the commanders. That's what my man should have done. Jeff Z. Shout out. Shout out Jeff Z. No problem with Jeff that, Z. Get us some dress from me, Jeff. board will, will be on Twitter very shortly. Get, get us some dress from me, Jeff Z, man. I like you. You my yeah. boy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, no, like in that six-hour draft that I did, Curtis Samuel was not drafted. I'm telling you. I'm, so. I'm, tell, I'm telling you. I've been drafting him purposely not talking to y'all about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want y'all to laugh at me, but <laughs> if he does do something, I finally can be like, roll that clip from 2020. You can't laugh at nobody. Dra I've been drafting Velas <laughs> Jones. You know, like, <laughs> so, trust me. So, so, so back to Terry yeah. McLaurin, yeah. I think there's something that could be made from that. I think there's an edge you can find in that. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, right now, if you kind of um, target him, mm -hmm. you're getting him at his, probably the lowest value he's going to be. Because I can't think of yeah. any situation where his value is going to depress. Unless maybe he goes to another team that has a, a wide receiver one established. Mm -hmm. But why would a team have a wide receiver one established and then yeah. trade for McLaurin and pay him exactly. the type yeah. of money he wants? Exactly. You know, so um, just something to think about. Yeah, by the way, 
I will never draft in a six hour <laughs> like draft again. Yeah, no, no. If it's not dynasty, I'm not doing it. Like that was agonizing. It took yeah. us nearly three weeks to get through the entire draft. <laughs> you gotta be patient. <laughs> three man. weeks. You gotta be patient. Three weeks. Like you, you, what a lot of people do. I mean, you know, a lot of people sit on the clock too. They wait yeah. for that news to yeah. come out. Yeah. And once that crazy news come out, the they're issue, on the clock. Yeah. OTAs hadn't even started at the time that we started. Yeah. This the draft. issue is it can't be your only draft. <laughs> you're right, right. The issue is that you're just not much of an addict yet. Yeah. <laughs> once you get patient, the addict that's level third draft. <laughs> that's my third draft of the season. Yeah. If it's your third simultaneous draft, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, nah, yeah. nah. I'm talking about like I'm doing like three or four drafts at a time. <laughs> See, that, like then, then, then you can just kind of have that in the background. <laughs> See, y'all are degenerates. Y'all are man. like it's it's May. I mean, I know it's June. Sorry, it's June. Like we can take our time. Stop, man. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Saints a little bit. Alvin Kamara is not suspended yet. Potentially, could be suspended in the future. Are you guys preparing for so, an so Alvin Kamara? Lawyer Chris. Yeah, could we could we make the assumption that it's a high likelihood Kamara is going to be suspended? I think they're getting the hearing pushed back, and if they do that, then it's unlikely that they're going to have the hearing during the season, which means that the suspension is likely or may not occur during the season. At least that's a potential out there. Well, it seems like the league has been waiting for think waiting for the legal system to kind of play out a little Mm -hmm. bit before they actually suspend guys, i.e. Deshaun Watson, yeah, but pushing back Harry's like that's easy. I do that every single day. But wait, but wait, <laughs> so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't give it to me. Don't say anything incriminating. Was, yeah, no, no, no. was Kamara charged criminally? I thought that he was charged criminally, or could he still be pending. charged criminally? I thought that he was charged criminally. Okay, so if he was charged maybe, criminally and they're waiting for trial, doesn't that mean because that's kind of what they were? Well, let's see. Uh-huh, go ahead. But isn't that kind of what they were waiting for with Watson? They wanted to make sure because remember the Texans, because they didn't put him on the field, they didn't yeah. need to put mm-hmm. Watson on any type of list. Yeah. Which was a mistake, and I said that last year. But with, but with, once with, the criminal trial the criminal charges were no longer an issue, then they kind of say, Well, now that that's played out, now we're just waiting for the um the outcome of the civil cases. So so with Kamara, I don't think they're waiting for the outcome of the civil cases okay. and the Deshaun Watson. But but, but at the end of the day they were waiting on whether he was gonna be indicted, right? Right, right. So with Kamara right. likely I think, again, he's been charged, or if he hasn't been charged, there's a chance he will be charged. If he does try to play before we know whether he's charged or not, or if he is charged, doesn't that likely mean they're going to put him on the list? I think that likely means that... Or something? Well, it just depends, though, because we don't know much about this particular case. And I was only going to ask the questions about why the why the court dates have been moved back so much. And there's a a ton of reasons to move back court dates. One, it may be advantageous for your client to get more time to get their affairs in order. It could be that you want the season to kind of come to a conclusion and then you handle this this legal situation next off season. It could be a ton of reasons why you would do that. And I did just look it up. It, it did look like he was arrested and charged with battery. So he has a criminal charge right now. Currently, he has a criminal charge right so now. So then we can make the assumption then mm-hmm. something's going to happen. Not until the hearing. We have but to wait I, but, until but the hearing. But that's what I'm saying. If he's charged criminally, can't that automatically trigger, okay, you've been charged criminally. We're going to do something to you. I feel so, like the NFL has normally waited. The, no, wait, no, no. There, there's been no normal. There's been people that have been suspended with no charges at all. Who? Zeke was suspended Zeke. with no charges. Okay. Yeah, I think it's actually another person. Well, Zeke was, Zeke's was on camera, I think too. He grew up. I think there's another camera. player that without no charges, they 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 suspended him. Yeah, 
or even Big Ben. I think okay. they didn't charge yeah, yeah. him, and they. It's possibility. It's mm -hmm. possibility. You know, so I, I'm just saying the reason I'm asking is because if we can go into, go forward with that assumption, the then the next question again, stay ready is, who is going to, be somebody that takes advantage of the opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, is it Ingram? Or because if it's Ingram, I don't think people are. Are treating Ingram like he possibly can be the guy week one. He's he's getting mm -hmm. drafted. I have no. Am he's I, drafted, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's drafted like the fourteenth so, to eighteenth round. Some of yeah. it's a game. When I draft Kamara, I'm doing it again with the idea that I I want to get him at value. So late second round, basically. Right. And I always have in the back of my mind, let me get Mark Ingram. I do think it's Mark Ingram only because this team has a great defense. Mm -hmm. The offense is just added at a lot of new pieces. To me, they are a playoff team, okay, yep, yep. or at least the potential of a playoff team. So it's likely, in my opinion, that they're going to lean on a veteran. And Ingram looked good last last year, and he's not gotten a lot of work over the last couple of years. So if you just need him to give you just enough for the first couple of games, get in there. To me, he's the guy to at least start off. I mean, of and course. So, and so what I do is. You look at his ADP, and I try to draft him a round or two ahead of his ADP, just to ensure that I get right, that handcuff. Right, but I, I, I mean, of course, he's at the moment I, I, people will consider he's the handcuff. But my question is, with everybody considering him being the handcuff, why is he being drafted so late? Because he's old. Mm -hmm. So because we're not like sure. In, people don't like Ingram. Yeah, he's old. We're not. We're not quite sure if. Yeah, okay, he's so be the okay, guy, so you know, that so. part. If, he, if we're not quite sure. Who else would be the person? Well, we know about the rookie. Who's the rookie? Oh, the uh, undrafted guy? Uh, yeah. Abram Smith? Yeah, Abram Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a couple other names for you. Tony Jones is still there. Yeah, I know you got Tony. <laughs> uh, that's one. That's yeah. one. Yeah. But who's the second one? Yeah, Tony Jones, uh, I, I was not a fan of what I saw last year. Me um, Man, ignore that. They, they stacked the box on him. And yeah, but even, even, even outside of that game, I was just not a huge fan. You're yeah. right. It could be a number of different guys. I'm leaning There's on one more guy that y'all forgetting, though. Who's Who? that? That they, I think they kind of like. Who's that? Divine Azigbo. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can have just, him. just remember that name. You can have him. Just remember that name. <laughs> Divine Azigbo. I think they like him. I, I, think he, I think he might be a dark horse of something. Okay. Because yeah. the, they, the, they brought him back to the team on a couple occasions. Yeah. He got a little bit of work last year. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, and he's, he had talent. As, I mean... Of course, all these running backs look good in college, but he yeah. was, uh, I want to say he was drafted, or he was a high sought out uh, undrafted yeah. guy. But just remember that name. He's just somebody out there that yeah. could possibly be the guy that takes those carries. Yeah. I, I just curious to me that with with the uncertainty around Kamara, more people aren't running to secure the services of Mark Ingram. That's it's just, that hashtag stay ready because as soon as news drops, yeah. if it comes down, <laughs> Kamara suspended X games, Mark Ingram's ADP is going to. If that's Shoot true, up. you know everybody needs to be drafting Mark Ingram right now. So, yeah. so how many games do? Because then you got to think about like how many games do you expect him to be suspended for? Look, this so this goes to like a, a a draft strategy theory topic. There is a lot of advantages about getting a guy who's going to see work early on in the season mm -hmm. because what that allows you to do is to. Get this sort of kind of like one to two month preview of the season. It allows you to attack the waiver wire and it allows you to build your team for the long run. That's true. So, very true. 
it doesn't like if a guy can give me three to four weeks early on. Mm-hmm. There's so much value in that outside of just the points that he gives me. It buys you time. Yeah. If I get a free preview, yeah. that is huge. That's yeah. true. There are a number of guys out there that I'm targeting for that very reason. Yeah, yeah. And I will yeah. overdraft them. I will overvalue them because that value to me is invaluable. That even mm-hmm. more than... Guys like that, Zach Ertz is one of those. No DeAndre Hopkins early on. We saw what he was doing last year without DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Me and then he still will probably have some value after the Andre Hopkins. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of opportunities or a lot of options. If, that, that if that's that true, offense. then Mark Ingram's value should even be more higher than even what I'm saying now. Because again, if we expect Kamara to be uh, suspended, it's at least going to be for yeah. one game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most likely two, three, four. You know, <clears throat> so Mark Ingram is exactly what you're talking about right now. Somebody mm-hmm. that you can put in your lineup. Yep, it's going to give you starter um, starter uh, minutes. Yeah, and also buy you time to find Russell somebody Gage. else for later. Those guys, those guys, are, those guys are huge. You can start your season off like that, especially if you do something like zero RB. You know, those guys. You know, just get it. Just you get you far along enough to where yeah. you can kind of set your. You Let know, me ask a line. question about the Saints. Who do y'all think is going to be the starter at tight end? Ooh, I think it'll be definitely Troutman. Troutman. Uh, yeah, I don't think you know Hill. If it's Hill's Trout- coming off an of injury, number one. Uh, I don't think he can block, block, block like yeah, Troutman. That's the issue. Uh, so I, you know, having a guy kind of come on, come on and off the field, I think ty, you know Taysom Hill will be you know playing a little bit of tight end, playing special teams. If it's Troutman, packages here and there. Then, I mean, I wouldn't be against drafting him at the very end of the draft just to see. Mm-hmm. Man, they got weapons because he was drafted high. Yeah. He, you know, we all assume he had talent last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like the talent was just zapped out of him. You don't know what they'll do this season. You know, they have yeah. a, a different. Guy calling the plays, yeah. they might say, "Hey, we got this Troutman guy that I like. Let's feed him." Mm-hmm. And Troutman will probably be free. Yeah, he is know? free. So, uh, just just something I'm thinking yeah. about, especially in a tight end premium league. Jawan Johnson? Nah, free about no, free. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just didn't F- work. Fool me once. <laughs> it worked that first week. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the Broncos a bit. Broncos now have Russell Wilson at quarterback. There has been this crazy thing. Like, I don't know how to value Cortland Sutton and then also Jerry Judy. Like, who's going to be the receiver one? Who's going to be Russell Wilson's favorite target on the Broncos? How do you guys, you know, separate the two? And do you think that there's any separation between the two? I'm like avoiding this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think I don't think it's wrong that people are attacking Cortland Sutton currently. I think he's ahead of ADP. I think mm-hmm. people are kind of you know maybe in their mind viewing him as a DK Metcalf, a larger target based off of his previous you know a uh, couple of years ago. You know what he was able to do on film. Uh, and then you know Jerry Judy is not following you know far behind. And both these guys I think are going you know for the most part in the fifth, you know late fourth, early sixth round. So you know they're valuing them as if okay we're looking at maybe two wide receiver twos, maybe one high end, maybe one low end, maybe one with the potential to kind of really creep into that wide receiver one status, which I don't think is an issue. Uh, my 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 whole problem with this particular offense is one, I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, mm-hmm. from a standpoint of you know are they going to be very balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to be putting a lot on Russell Wilson's plate his first year in the offense? Uh, because, yes, Russell Wilson is a good QB in certain ways, but we've also seen him struggle in other ways as well as far as, you know, uh, I think being able to, you know, truly read defenses at all different levels. And so 
if you remember when he was with Seattle, there were plenty of years where he really meshed with Tyler Lockett. And if we're asking ourselves who's the closest Tyler Lockett, it's Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. But they also have Tim Albert O. They drafted, you know, a new tight end. Greg Dosich. Mm-hmm. Greg Dosich. Exactly. Say his name. <laughs> yeah. <Greg Dosich>. Say <laughs> his name. Say his name. No. But that's the biggest thing. It's mm-hmm. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. Is okay. Good. And yeah. then that's not even mention KJ Hamler. Yeah. Tim Patrick has just always been there. And I know yeah. that's your boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so there are to me, I. This is a situation where I'm not sure if I'm going to have consistency. I think at the end of the year, we're going to look back and say, okay, he was a wide, you know, they were you know, good wide receiver twos. Their numbers look good. But how I feel from a standpoint of feeling confident in terms of stand, you know, starting them from a week-to-week basis, mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of difficulty. There's definitely the potential that this offense just may explode. Javante may go off. Russell may go off. All the wide receivers may go off. The tight end may go off. But, you know, how often does that truly happen? How often is that, you know, uh, you know, and we got a, a first-year head coach, a first-year OC, uh, why, you know, QB changing. So there's just a lot there with, a guy, with a lot of guys who are really not showing us that just kind of high-end talent. Yeah. Still waiting mm-hmm. on Jerry Judy to really show me, you know, something outside of that, those clips of him cutting in grass. Yeah, know? yeah. So, so the way I see it um, – I agree. I don't really think it's a certainty as far as who the guy is. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad y'all mentioned Tim Patrick. And I'm very glad y'all mentioned K.J. Hamler because K.J. Hamler was a second-round pick. Very mm-hmm. small guy, mm-hmm. Penn State, but extremely talented. Has kind of been undersized his whole career in all levels, and has still always produced. The problem you had he to say was is, Penn State. Yeah, <laughs> the problem he's had is he's kind of been injured both years he's been in the league. Um, Tim Patrick has actually shown us quite a bit. You know, got a contract. I'll be with a different coaching staff, a different quarterback, but he's when he's been out there, he's actually produced. So it could be any one of those guys. I think you mentioned Albert O and then yeah. Greg Dosich, you know, and obviously the running backs can catch the ball. I think from okay, so for me, I'm leaning Sutton, and I think the reason the rest of the field are also leaning Sutton because Sutton has the higher ADP, right? Yeah. I think yeah. the rest of well. I can't say I, I think the reason. I don't know what everybody's reason is, but my personal reason is I'm kind of more betting on talent. Um, and you might say, you know, they're both talented, but I see Sutton as a, a, a big target. You know, I'm not going to compare him to DK because that's too easy, but more so because he's a big target, to me he's more of a red zone threat. Um, just, you could just make that assumption. Um, when I've seen them play in the past, Sutton has seemed like out of the two, the guy that's gone deep more often – well, I think Judy has been more of that short to intermittent route or inter, uh, intermediate route, you know, those little slants, you know, those in routes, you know, those really quick poppers, which is great for, you know, PPR, which this is. And, of course, you like that. But to really get the highest ceiling, I want the guy that I would assume has a higher chance to score touchdowns, you know. And I think out of those two players, from what we've seen, to me it's been sudden, you know. So I think that's kind of why – because people do want to part of this, this uh, Broncos offense. They're excited about it. Um, they have an upgrade at the quarterback position. They're in a division where they're going to most likely have shootouts. They're playing against the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the, uh, the Chargers, who all have high-octane um, high offenses. So you would think that the Broncos as well have to keep up. So <clears throat> because they want a piece out of it, and if you were to take those two options into consideration, I can definitely understand, and I feel that between those two options, Sutton is the way to go. I think uh, Judy is going ahead of Sutton. 
Nah, so just a couple, a couple. Like the well, last few again, drugs. it can end up being a toss-up, but I think Sutton yeah. is the better ADP choice. Um, uh, Fantasy Mojo ADP has uh, Sutton. <clears throat> with that being it. said, um, I and I kind of alluded to this just a second ago. I do want this offense some way, somehow, even if it's not Judy or or Sutton. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer with Hamler. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer with um, with Tim Patrick. Yeah. Because, yeah, we might not know who the guy is, but what we have seen in the past is these guys <clears throat> tend to get hurt. Yeah. You know? <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. So no, You don't believe that statement. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so with that, you know, wide receiver room at the moment, yeah, it's like, okay, we're picking one out of four. But two, three weeks from uh, into the season, it might be one out of three, or two. Might, two guys might get hurt, so it might be a, a even narrower, you know, route tree yeah. or, or or wide receiver um, target target tree. Yeah. So, I just want to take a stab. You know, if I hit, great. If I don't hit, and they're yeah. nothing, I can drop the guy and pick up somebody yeah. different anyway. So I think I'll be underweight. I'll try to probably get a sudden, a Judy share here and there, but. For the most part, I'll be underweight, but I think I, you know, the guy that I'll be probably targeting will be Tim Patrick. Is kind of a hedge on that. So, uh, and that's one thing. By the know, way, one yeah. thing you mentioned, um, Russell had a good connection with um, Lockett. I think he had a better connection with Doug Baldwin. Let's not forget that. Yep. That time period, Doug Baldwin mm, was yeah was dominating. I don't know who. It's that deep ball, and I haven't seen you know. And again, you know, they've had bad QB play in the past, so but I have you. You really haven't seen that deep ball. With uh, the from Jerry Judy. Oh, yeah. yeah, with Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen it from Sutton. You've seen him being able to target. And this is another year removed from the ACL. So if there is, you know, a player between Sutton and Judy that I – to me it is going to be Sutton. Yeah. I feel like, you know, for that very reason. Uh, I, I Judy wonder, I just not have – I haven't been all that impressed with in terms of what I've seen thus far. I wonder um, – and obviously we just kind of joked about it in my, my um, admiration for dosage. But I wonder if having Russ – in Denver benefits the tight ends at all because I can't really think of any tight end Seattle ever had that mm, was yeah. lucrative or of value in fantasy, you know, and I'm not saying they had good tight ends to even choose from. Well, they had Jimmy Graham. They had Jimmy that Graham. Time, I think yeah. he was, uh, I don't even remember how he did. Uh, I think maybe he's catching well. touchdowns, yeah. but he wasn't, he wasn't special. He wasn't the same Jimmy Graham that he was. Yeah. when Oh, uh, Will same. Disley, he did his thing a little bit, but mm -hmm. that was kind of, Hit and miss. I mean, but I think I think you know, I think it's more dependent on the head coach and the offensive scheme. Than, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, know, I mean, we can we else. can we can say assume that. I'm just saying, from what the information we have, I don't yeah. recall a Seattle tight end yeah. really yeah. flourishing with Russ. So, well, if you take that and then you take you know Daniel Hackett uh, coming over from Green Bay, uh, then I mean there may be enough there. To say that maybe we leave the tight end room alone because between Albert O and uh, your boy, may, them potentially splitting uh, receptions in, in offenses that have historically or in a QB that historically has not really targeted the tight end all that much, mm -hmm. maybe it's not worth it as far as. Well, yeah, and if that's the case, I'm seeing Albert O being drafted a lot. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will have zero shares of Albert O. Yeah. I get it, uh, uh, the idea. Yeah, I mean, Again, it depends on the drafting, depends on your team. Uh, if you got to take a stab and you want to take a stab. But to me, offenses like those where they're clearly like better receiving options mm -hmm. and the run game is strong, I feel like you're asking for a lot. Well, I either yeah. want to go big at tight end or just, you know, throw a bunch of darts late 
But I want guys that really have a chance at like being the second, at the very least, the third, you know, receiving option on the team in terms of, as far as leading the team in targets. If if I if I can't see a path to that, man, I just like you know, it, to me, it's just not worth it. It's just you know, might as well just take a guy late. Yeah. What what um, what's your thoughts about um, Schultz going like two rounds above Goddard? I would definitely be taking Schultz above Goddard right no, now. No, no. Currently. What is your thoughts on Schultz being taken two rounds, two rounds before Goddard? I think it's warranted. Uh, okay. I think it's warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am actually in that camp where I think it is warranted. Now, I'm not doing it. You saw, you know, I sent you guys a picture of the board where I got him in the where I got him in the sixth round. Yeah, I would. I'll take him in the sixth round every single day. Who Schultz? Yeah, Schultz in a tight end premium league, mm-hmm. in a standard you know PPR league. Okay, you got Schultz in the sixth round. If you knew you can get Goddard in the eighth round, I would 100 percent want Schultz. Okay, for a number of different reasons. Goddard to me, uh, number one, we can assume that okay they're going to be passing more, but you have no clue. They may, they may run, yeah, they may run, they may be a run-heavy <laughs> offense. That offensive line is probably the best in the NFL and is extremely deep. Okay. Okay, so there's no reason why they can't run. They have, you know, a number of good running backs that back there uh, that can do that, including a running quarterback. Okay. Uh, mm. You just traded for A.J. Brown. You you spent a first round pick on Devontae Smith, okay? Oh, you're talking about the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles, yeah. I don't know why I thought that you were still on uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, no, 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 I was like, I was like, yeah. No, so so to me, Goddard is now the third option. And I just talked about how I want my tight end to be the second option. If I'm taking him in the sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, I want Goddard, him to be the second option. You think Goddard option. is behind Devontae Smith? I do think so. But I would not be surprised if Goddard were. But I think it'll be a week-to-week proposition. Okay. okay? And remember, I was a Goddard stand last year. Like, okay. I wanted to. Yeah, but yeah. with Schultz, you look at the situation with Schultz, we know Gallup is not going to be healthy to start the season. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay? We know he's likely going to probably start the season on the pup. Mm-hmm. You can draft all the Jalen Tobit you want. He's still a rookie, you know, fairly late-round draft pick, right. learning a new system, et cetera. Right. They traded away Cedric Wilson, which was a big part of the offense, mm-hmm. and now you just have C.D. Lamb, okay? And they brought in James Washington, which I, you know, am not a James Washington fan. We are, we've already seen Schultz do it. It's James They've Washington taken healthy. away targets. They've taken away targets. They took away Amari Cooper. They took away Cedric Lamb. These were guys that were getting targets. And they took away another tight end. What was his name? The guy that we were all on last year. That we, Jarwin ain't been helping Jar- two yeah, years, though. He ain't been so helping. He, but so, he's already so been now you have Schultz, who's a guy who really is not really a blocking tight end. He's a receiving tight end. I don't care that he's not athletic. He's going to get targets. He's a safety blanket. So here's my rebuttal. Here's so, my rebuttal. So in a tight end premium league. Let, let, let's, let's directly compare Eagles to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Both of them have a main wide receiver one in CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, both of them have... Uh, respectable offensive lines. Yeah. Now. One has a significantly okay. better offensive line. I mean, that's... that's Particularly when that's, it comes to the run game. That's subjective. But both of them have well, offensive based lines. Based off PFF, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, but uh, nobody care about PFF. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, uh, so they both have a respectable offensive line. Um, if you compare the way the offenses um, were run last year, um, Cowboys ran the ball a fair amount. They, they have two solid running backs. The Eagles... There was a time period where people were begging the Eagles to run the ball. Yeah. Where they were like, why are y'all not running Dallas the ball? Dallas may have led the league in pass, I want to say, either attempts or pass yardage. I mean, maybe. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just comparing, power, I'm just comparing know, the two teams. Yeah, yeah. Just comparing yeah. the two teams. What I'm basically trying to say is the Eagles are not a team that you would say run more than the Cowboys. If anything, it would be yeah. even. 
No, no. I would say the Eagles definitely run more than the Cowboys. Again, I just but by a big margin. But last year there was a time period where the Eagles were not running the ball at all. That was the beginning of the year where they struggled mightily. And right. then they switched to running right. the ball and they won games. They ran it, they ran it, but still, they didn't run as much as they were running with Zeke. I mean, they were supporting two running backs on the Cowboys, Zeke and Pollard. No, I'm saying the Philly, the Eagles ran the ball more. Significantly. But that's more. what I'm saying. I think the Cowboys were running the ball more or not a similar amount. Because the Cowboys are also a run. The Cowboys were a run, uh, a running team all season long. I don't think it was long. close. I think the Eagles probably led the league in rush attempts. How can you say they led the league in rush attempts if there's a time period where they literally were not running the ball at all? I mean, we could look it up, but okay, but but okay, but going back to my point, you said that you said that Schultz lost Jarwin, right? Mm-hmm. Again, Jarwin hasn't really played in two seasons. If you look at Goddard, Goddard lost Zach Ertz. Okay, who let the who, who, no no no? What, what I'm okay. saying is their situations are really not that different. They are very different. How so? One team runs a lot more than the other. One team has not only a, a wide receiver, like an elite wide receiver one that they just traded for, they also drafted a wide receiver one the previous year who's coming into yeah. the second Okay, year. okay. The other you, team has, does not. But, but that's a first of all, the Cowboys did draft a receiver. It's not as high as the Eagles did. But, they but did, that's significant. But they did draft a receiver in the third round. But that's but, significant. But let's also not forget. And one, but one not, tight end significantly did better but last year than the other. I'm not finishing with my point. I'm not finishing with my point. If you were to compare the Schultz and Goddard, who was more athletic? Most people would say Goddard. Goddard yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Goddard has a higher draft capital. Goddard was drafted higher last year. What? I would say this one thing, though. Schultz runs better routes. Schultz has better That's hands. Also, Schultz just, gets open Those are two more. opinionated comments. No, the, who has better hands? Come on, how do you Okay, well, that's that? my opinion. I, I just say it's an opinion. He has better but hands. I mean, he, he, he has a lower drop rate. He, he has, he's but, he's more sure hands. Saying he has better that's, hands. That's objective. It's, it's subjective to say somebody how has better How is it subjective hands? if we look at how many drops one player had versus the other? So somebody, so somebody that can have better hands can also not drop the ball? You can drop the ball and have good all hands. Right, all right. Here's the thing. But that, hold up. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. So with all that being said. Are you not saying Schultz is so much more of a better prospect than Goddard two rounds worth when in reality their situations are almost exactly the same? I don't think that they're exactly the same. I don't think the they're same. exactly the same. You're making that conclusion. I what, do not think they're different? exactly the same. Three things, three things are different. One, James Robinson is in a walking boot right now. Who's right? James Robinson? I mean, I'm sorry. James Washington, Washington? is in a okay. Washington, is in a walking boot right now. Yeah. So really, the only other passing target is really but, but, CD. But wait, but wait, but wait, wait. Okay, wait. When y'all say comments like that, y'all y'all assuming that they're gonna go through the season. He's still gonna be in a walk boot all season long. I don't At like some, my guys no, being injured right. when the before. You, of course, the you don't like it. <laughs> but right now, it's May or June. Right. If I was to tell you he's healthy by August, are you going to say that's not possible? It's a so long James, football does, does James Washington equate to Devontae Smith? I'm not saying it equates. I didn't say they All equates. Right. There's always going to be somebody better than the other. I'm not saying that they're exactly the same. I'm saying their situations are similar. Y'all talked about being a running team. Jalen Hurts is young. He runs the ball. They don't want Dak to be scrambling. Dak, oh, yeah. Dak is not scrambling the way that he did yeah, the he, first year that he, he came into not, the league. He's not. You're right. Because of that he's injury. Not. So no. Philadelphia ran the ball, attempt had 550 attempts. Let's see what Dallas. Let me see if I can find. I gotta scroll down for this. Go ahead. <laughs> you gotta put it on. <laughs> you gotta pour it on. <laughs> Come on, man! Like you can't have dead space in the show. 473. So I mean, different. So what? 
550 versus 473. That's almost close to that's 100. Significant, yeah. That's significant. That's significant. Mm. But that's significant over a okay. season. That's mm. significant. Mm. But either way, either way, and we, and, I, and we don't know that that offense is going to be the same. But what I, what, for me, like I, I see the difference. Again, I'm not drafting Schultz where he currently is going in FFPC. And I'm not saying in your normal home leagues to draft Schultz high. What I'm saying is I do value Schultz over but that's Goddard. Not, but that's not... If that was never if the it's question. In the sixth round, the question and Goddard is, is going in the eighth if round. He's then yes, two, two rounds, rounds. Is worth it. Yes, because okay. with Schultz, to me, you're getting consistency and you're getting potential spike weeks. Whether I he's athletic get, or not I makes think, no I difference. Get, number one, I don't, I don't truly believe that Goddard is the third option of the Eagles. I really think he's the second option. What was he last year? The second option. Okay, and where did he finish last year as far as tight end rankings? Below Schultz? But he was also sharing the, the – he wasn't even a starter for half the season. Even, even if you look at the, se- the part of the season where there was no Ertz, Schultz still outperformed Goddard. And now you add okay. A.J. Brown to Okay, the I didn't say he didn't outperform him. Again, if the question is two rounds in difference in value. Okay, well then my, my, my I, I answer didn't say, is I didn't, depends I didn't say, on where those two I didn't say are. Schultz shouldn't be drafted ahead of Goddard. Okay. If you want to draft Schultz ahead of Goddard, that's fine. If you want to draft Goddard ahead of Schultz, that's fine to me too. Like, I really have no problem with that at all. Yeah. All I'm saying is if you're, if, if you're value-based drafting, do you see yourself saying, if I, have the, if I know I have the option to get in Schultz here or Goddard two rounds here, if you feel like I ra- I'd still rather take Schultz, I mean, that's fine with me. I wouldn't. If, in if the I sixth round? If, yes. if I knew I can get Goddard two rounds later... I'd wait on getting Yeah, consistency matters to me. So, uh, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. I'd rather go somewhere else than draft Goddard. No, I'm not saying don't. <laughs> I'm not, this is not a draft Goddard or not draft Goddard debate. This is a, if you want a tight end and you know you get Schultz here and you get Goddard two rounds later here, I'm saying I would rather get the Goddard option rather yeah. than getting the Schultz option yeah. higher here. And to me, it depends on where you're getting Schultz. If you're talking about fourth and sixth, no. If you're talking about fifth and seventh, no. If you're talking about sixth and eighth, yeah. Even knowing that you can then get Goddard in eight ninth? You see, why are you adding a round? You just said no, no. two rounds. No, you said <laughs> six or seven. So, so, eight I said, and no, so I'm saying if, if I can get Schultz in the sixth versus Goddard in the eighth, <coughs> I'll take Schultz in the sixth. Okay. Based off of like kind of where my tier break is, you know, at the wide receiver running back position. I would, I would wait on Goddard easily. Like, I, would, I wouldn't second guess it. Just to give you guys some end of the year stats on Goddard versus Schultz. Goddard looks like 70, 56 receptions, 830 yards with only four touchdowns. Schultz, man, a lot years away. 78 wait, wait. catches, 808 yards, same, but eight touchdowns. Same, <clears throat> same yardage. It's not he, the same yardage. What, what's the difference in yardage? Same yardage, but okay. twice as so many touchdowns. Twice as many catches. And again, Schultz was a starter, and 25% all, more. Schultz was a starter all season long. That's the thing, but you. But we. He also alluded. had Jarwin. That but was we are. We, Jarwin, play, Jarwin got injured. But like we already alluded two. to. Oh, that's right. Goddard is going to be a player who's going to have, uh, you know, uh, who's going to catch larger passes. Who's going to go, you know, operate more down the field. Schultz is going to operate, you know, in the short and intermediate routes more often. But in a tight end premium league, I care more about receptions. That's okay, more consistent. But, but so again, that's what I care more about. If you're comparing last year, don't forget Zach Ertz was the starting tight end for the Eagles for half the year. That's true. That's he true. He got traded at the trade deadline. You can, you can Goddard look at did half. start. Goddard played in 15 games, so that's two less games. And he games. played two less games. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't start till half the season. So when you compare those numbers, 
then it's really hard to really say apples to apples. And, and again, I'm not saying Schultz should not be drafted before Goddard. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if I'm choosing between the two options mm -hmm. and I know I can get Goddard two rounds later so I can I can actually prioritize another player or position at this point now, yeah. I'm going to wait to get Goddard later. That's all I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be upset if you did that. I just, you know, for me, again, I... It depends on where I'm getting Schultz, but I like Schultz as far as from a consistency unless, unless you're just a fan of Schultz. Now, I'll say this. I'm not a fan of either of the guys. I'm not a big Schultz guy. I'm not a, a big Goddard guy. Personally, I do like Kittle this year. Um, and we could talk about late tight ends on another podcast. Um, but I'm just saying, if I was said I want to get my tight end here, mm -hmm. I'd wait on Goddard. But, I, but I'd also wait on a lot of players if I feel like the value is not that different. All right, all right. So let's move on for a second because yeah. I want to talk about receivers as well. Abby and I were ironically in the same draft. Are you let me what? move on because I just pulled up his game log. Let's all right. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's go. move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We I, were in I'm the not same even pulling draft. up my phone. Y'all over here bringing stats. I'm just sitting waiting on y'all to go through y'all research. We were in yeah. the same draft, and I got the number one pick, and I contemplated drafting Justin Jefferson. Wait, y'all were in the same draft? Yeah. What was this? When he didn't get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get out. Oh, but then, okay. Like, I remember, they I remember, I remember yeah. now. He told me, he was like, I'm getting out. You want to get in the draft? I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So but but then I got the number one pick. I was like, I don't know. If I'm <laughs> so who'd you take? I mean, JT? I went JT. Yeah. Okay. But I considered going Justin Jefferson with the number one pick. Let's talk about whether you think that Justin Jefferson will end up being receiver one at the end of the season. Or do you think Cooper Cup will still be receiver one or someone else yeah number one i don't i would not have had an issue if you would have gone justin jefferson number one or mm. even cooper cup number one over jonathan taylor there's this thing right now uh and i get it you know a lot of people kind of use the uh idea that if you don't get jt number one then you're likely not getting jt and you just won't have any shares mm-hmm Format, you know, uh, matters. So if you're playing in one of these, you know, large tournaments, usually those last three weeks are the money <laughs> weeks, the point weeks. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor has a, a week 14 bye, you know. So that's mm -hmm. like during the playoffs, you yep. know. Uh, so you may not even make it to the money week because you have your star player off. But then also, you know, the big thing is like when you look at the potential running backs that fall back to you in the first round, you know, if you get lucky enough, you may be seeing guys like, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, if you're a believer in Javante Williams, there's some elite running backs back there. But if you look at the wide receivers that fall back, you got to ask yourself, how comfortable do you feel with those guys? Because it's usually the guys that people are just not quite sure about. It's the Tyreek Hills, Debo Samuels. We see Mike Evans back there. And you may love those guys. And if yeah. you love those guys, I like Mike Evans, but yeah. you know, grab Jonathan Taylor. But if you're unsure and you're like, man, I want an elite wide receiver because typically you kind of need that to win a lot of these tournaments, to, you know, regardless of the format. Or if you're in a format where you got to start three wide receivers, I don't see any issues with going Justin Jefferson overall. Now, whether or not he is going to likely be the number one overall is definitely up for debate. I'll let kind of Dayo talk about his thoughts on that and then I'll come circle back. I mean, <clears throat> I don't really have any – specific thoughts but if <clears throat> if I was a betting man and you asked me <clears throat> to put my money on is Jeffers going to be wide receiver one is Cup going to be wide receiver one or is the field going to be wide receiver one I put my money on the field, the field yeah, just yeah. because it's yeah. the old Tiger Woods exactly question. so yeah. 
Is he going to be wide receiver one? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's many people that could potentially take that role. I'll say this. Ever since the A-B years of domination, the wide receiver one has changed, mm-hmm. you know, every year. Mm-hmm. There was a point where it was Michael Thomas. Yep. Yeah. You know, who people just kind of ignore now. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, yep. they've all kind of been up there as being the digs, yeah. wide receiver one type people, or potentially the wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. This year, we've chosen to use Cup and Jefferson. A year from now, we'll look back on it and be like, you know, you know, that was the wrong choice, or why did we not see such and such wide receiver that we're taking in the fifth round being the wide receiver one? Yeah, you know, yeah. so no teller. Me, I'm just more looking at it as everybody's so certain that Jefferson is going to be one of the top three wide receivers. I mean, where Jefferson is being drafted now, which is what I've seen so far, like in the top five picks, is higher than where we were drafting Tyreek Hills and Devontae Adams last year, who, you know, who have honestly been wide receiver one type players, yeah. you yeah. know? So, so it's almost like we're, we're valuing Jefferson higher than what we were valuing those type of guys. Yeah. Which makes you kind of like, uh, kind of yeah. pause a little bit. Um, now, they have a new coach. They have a new system. You know, they can say, you know, it's the Rams old OC. But like I was saying in the group chat earlier, um, uh, Kevin O'Connell, former quarterback, Patriots quarterback, was the OC for only one year. He took over for LaFleur, who went to the Jets. Um, and we know... The people that, or the person that calls the plays for for LA is McVeigh, the head coach. Um, so he really wasn't calling many plays. So we really can't even say what exact offense he's going to run. You know, he could bring the Rams' offense over. Mm-hmm. He could implement the same exact offense they used to use, or he could say, "I'm going to do my own thing." And if he does his own thing, we really don't have anything to go go off of. Um, uh, what I will say is the thing that is in Jefferson's favor is. Very narrow wide receiver target tree. Mm-hmm. It's been Jefferson and Thielen, mm-hmm. only them two for the last few years. Mm-hmm. I like you KJ, say, though. You can say KJ Osborne is there, mm-hmm. Who's, mm-hmm. who's a consideration. Um, they just signed Albert Wilson, who I was I used to be a fan of. He's kind of not done much in the last couple of years. They have a, a guy who was a rookie last year, uh, Amir Marset Smith or something like that, who they really like or I've heard good things about. Um so those are other options, but we all know it's likely just going to be Jefferson and Thielen, who Cousin has this great rapport with. Um, hey, Irv Smith. The, the, and Irv Smith. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you got Irv Smith. Guys. I mean, we're, we haven't seen it out of Irv Conklin Smith. Conklin is gone. Know? No, but, but, we <laughs> yeah, have, but we've never seen it with Irv Smith yeah. is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, we're just yeah, projecting yeah. with yeah, Irv Smith, yeah. so we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing that's in Jefferson's favor, again, is the uh, the target distribution. Most yeah. likely, most of the targets are going to him, yeah. and the other targets are going to one other guy. So, you if, know? if you had to pick a guy, who would you pick? To be the wide receiver one? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, that's I, I don't your do head. that. That's your head. Yeah, you got to yeah. pick a guy. If you You're on the clock. You're on the clock. You got to draft a wide receiver one. Who are you drafting? I'd probably take a running back or a tight end. No, uh, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. You had to take a okay, 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 so wait. Somebody's if asking I, I'm for your answer, you I'm answer that question. One. Yeah. I'm going to answer that yeah. question. I'll answer who I'm going to take, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I, I'm guaranteeing that guy's going to be the wide receiver one. Okay. Nobody, person, yeah. The person I feel like has the highest chance. Stop hedging, man. Yeah. No, the person I feel like has the highest chance is okay. Cup, because we've seen it. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. And, Cup had so, one of the greatest right. seasons I've ever seen. And he goes through. I don't think people are necessarily overvaluing Jefferson. I think people are 
moving wide receivers. I think people, mm-hmm. more people are wanting to go zero RB, yeah. anchor RB, or overvaluing wide so receivers. So you're saying the, the position as a whole is The position as a whole is shifting up is what I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's Jefferson, Cup, yeah. Chase in the first, and then sometimes Diggs, sometimes CD, Devontae. I guess all I'm really saying is I'm always a little bit leery when I feel like everybody is thinking the exact same thing. Because mm-hmm. then I feel when like when people, when, when people do that, <laughs> they start ignoring any kind of yeah. like alternative views on things. Mm-hmm. Like It's almost like, here's a red flag. I'm not even trying to pay attention to that because I'm so sold on my stance. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be very, very dangerous. I, I don't want a number one pick because I know... Given as much volume as I play, I have to go Justin, you know, Jonathan Taylor just to mm-hmm. have exposure. But I really don't want it. Uh, partly want because it. give it to me, FFPC, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it because number one, like the players, they kind of come back. Like I, I love being in the middle. I love being like I feel like if I had two, three, four, like that's just better than if I had one. I feel like what you're left with at one. For me, based off of my rankings and my tier, it's just not as good. It's still good. You, you know, you maybe I want to have one, but okay. I'd rather have like you know. And I'm just not that confident that Jonathan Taylor repeats as the number one overall Justin running back. Jeff- oh, Jonathan. Yeah. So your issue mm-hmm. with Justin Jefferson, as far as like people are so certain, I have that same issue with Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh, I'm nowhere near I, as certain I, that he's the number one, and and I have no issue with anybody taking almost anyone over. I, I agree. Over. I, and I guess Taylor. we can we can literally switch this exact same conversation to Jonathan Taylor because. Yeah. It's really the exact same thing. Yeah. The only difference, though, is... Let the man fall, Jonathan man. Taylor, Let the man fall. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor was running back one last year. Yeah. He did it. Mm-hmm. Cup was wide receiver one last year. Golden State. That's crazy. I'm sure. Go, uh, Cup was wide receiver one last year. He did it. Mm-hmm. Jefferson has not done it yet. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the thing. c has done it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I even think Dalvin maybe has done it before, so, too. Out of, so, so, name, like, out of the wide receivers, uh, you know... You know, you can name a handful of wide receivers who you think could actually have a, a really good chance at finishing at the as the number one overall wide receiver. Who would you who would you uh, who would you rank, or who would you like mention? You don't have to put them in a certain order. Honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. every wide receiver one on the team. Honestly, every every team's wide receiver one. Oh, so like thirty two. Yes. This man, this come on. Man. But y'all know that's how I think though. Y'all I know see? we don't like it though. I don't like the way you think. whether you I'm like joking. it or not. <laughs> because that, realistically, that's how I think. You because, don't rank them all. You choose one before the no, other. No, I mean, right? I will. I will obviously rank them which I feel like has the higher odds. But okay. as far, but who, who has the higher odds? Can as, who is as the far high, as a okay. list, who has the higher odds? Top three. Top three. Top three. Nah, give me like five. I mean, I can't really give you five because I see somebody like uh, a Tyree Kill as the same as I see somebody like a DK as the same as I see somebody like a Dig because okay. all these are their wide receiver one. So all that has to happen is the team has to. Pass more and concentrate the targets more okay. because I feel like they all have the talent. Yeah, like I said, Michael Thomas was wide receiver one four yeah. years ago. I think you need a couple of different things to be wide receiver one. Yeah, one is you need to be in a good offense. I feel like if you're not okay, in a good wait, offense, wait, okay, okay, I'll let you finish. But let me say this one thing. Yeah, regardless of what your list is, every year we've we've ranked a guy as the wide receiver one, and that guy didn't finish his wide. But receiver every year one. it comes from a, a top offense. No, no, I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just saying that who we see going into seasons being wide receiver ones, yeah. 
since the A A B years has not ended up being the wide receiver so, one. So usually, so, so it can be so many. It, it could be so many different options. It could be, but but since the A B years, it's always been. It's pretty much been a a a, a player that's been in a a, a uh, an offense that has been productive, basically top half, top you know quarter almost, top third of the league. Uh, someone who's going to see a lot of targets. And you got to basically get lucky with touchdowns to some degree. Yep. Some of that luck is yeah, designed yeah, based saying, off of play calls. Some of it's based off of skill. And some of it's just based off of just but, fluke. But, but everything you're saying right now, I mean, let's look at the most recent. But there's a lot of. There's a, let's look DK at the most, Metcalf doesn't fall in. But let's look at the most recent example. Yeah. Everything you're saying right now, did we see all of that in Cup last year? No. He's in Cup a good offense and he got targets. Yeah, but nobody was saying <clears throat> there's a chance Cup could be wide receiver one. We were drafting Robert, yeah, but he was Robert in a good Woods offense, ahead of. There are a lot of right. people. Like you mentioned but, but, DK. But, but DK is not I, in a good offense. But the point I'm making is all these guys, if a situation turns out a certain way, have the ability or let me not say ability, but the opportunity to be at the very top of the echelon at the end of the day. But certain guys have a higher – like a higher percentage of that. But happened. we don't know that. We didn't know Cup was going to get what he got until the season started to play out. If he wasn't in a good offense, he would not have gotten that. But what I'm saying is we didn't know Cup was going to get Agreed. what he got until Agreed. it played out. Agreed. So if we put ourselves in in the seats a year ago, mm -hmm. looking at Cup, we could say everything you just said about Cup, but still nobody was saying, you know what? There's a chance he could be the, the wide receiver one this season. 100% agreed. You know, nobody was saying it. Nobody was saying anything about Debo as far as him being 100% agree. A top, a but top you know guy. what you're not going to do? You're not going to draft DK Metcalf in the first round. Yep. I mean, so I, I'm asking probability of what you but say. I'm not even drafting Jefferson in the first round, honestly. Okay. Justin Jefferson in the first I, round? I'm not drafting any of those guys in the first round because I I mean, I'm not going to go into my strategy, but that's on that's on hush again, That's top secret. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't yeah, see that, those guys. That's I, I'm not going to put all my <laughs> chips into a wide receiver that that high just because I think he's going to... So, like, you have the 10th pick, Justin Jefferson isn't picked, you're passing. If I have the 10th pick, I'll probably take Jefferson because it's a value at that point. Well, that's what we're talking but, about. But Jefferson's round. being taken in the top four. I know, but we're saying... When do you feel comfortable, Jeff? We, we putting him on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. Pick six? Probably pick seven. Pick seven. Okay, yeah. okay. And that's, pick that's, seven. I mean, I think, like... So, you're not... Wait, 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 wait. So, if you're taking him pick seven... Then how many receivers do you have ahead of Jefferson? Man, that's then? not. That's not giving. That's we're not giving. That's out what I'm saying. It's not, it's not a regular episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but again, the point I was making is I'm not taking a wide receiver yeah. that that high that I'm not certain on, and there's very few wide receivers I, I'm ever certain on. Yeah. At the moment, the only person I'm certain on is Cup because I I saw him do it yeah. months yeah. ago. I, I saw it happen. Yeah. You know, everybody else there's yeah. a chance because honestly, I can see him be like if if we find out Michael Thomas is healthy. There's a chance he could be it because yeah. we've seen him do it. Yeah. Not a chance. What I like with I mean, Jefferson. I yeah, you can say that, yeah. but we've seen him do it is all I'm saying. Yeah. What I like that with was a different play, offense. Yeah. But. What I like with players like just, you know, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cuff, Stephon Diggs, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty much going to just like leave it at that. Those guys provide consistency. Mm -hmm. There's continuity in the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they have potential for blow up weeks. And they all, to me, have the potential to be upside wide receiver ones. And then everybody after that, to me, has question marks. They could be the potential wide receiver ones, but I don't feel comfortable taking them there. So that's typically when I go right. It's all, it, 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 yeah. it gets so to just, a point where it's all about your confidence in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But regardless of your confidence level, if a guy that you were not confident ends up becoming the wide receiver one, yeah. it's not going to extremely surprise yeah. you because you're going to be like, there's a, it, yeah. it could have happened. The same exact way we, see, we saw a couple last year. Quite honestly... 
I feel like anybody that's going in the first round, you could take at one, you could take at two, you can take at three, all the way to twelve. Oh yeah. Like I'm like if, if someone was just to about take, the way you want to build your team. Because anybody in that first round could lead the league in overall point scoring. You mm-hmm. know? We all have our guys, like I have my guy who I just like can't stop drafting. And we all have our guys, and like I'm happy taking that guy literally number one overall. Now, hmm. again, I do volume drafting, so I'm a, you know, I'll still kind of try and get that JT share, but like when I'm going to the main events, I'm taking my guy. I'm not like, yeah. you know, like, like that, I, I guess because then I, have, I don't have as many teams. I guess what I'm saying yeah. is with all these players, yeah, we can have confidence in taking a guy high, but at the end of the day, when everything's all, when the dust all clears and everything's all said and done, a guy that we were taking the second, third, fourth round could end up becoming that guy. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you still got to make the pick. Yeah. yeah you, oh, yeah, of course. Because, but then again, drafting is all about confidence. Who do you feel more confident in what you're thinking can happen, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Because it, let's look at the quarterbacks. Right now, I think, is Josh Allen going first as far as all yeah. these quarterbacks? Yeah. People are confident he's going to have a great season and be high yeah. in points. But if I was to sit here six months from now and say Kyler Murray ended up as quarterback mm-hmm. one, you're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, how did that happen? Nope. Like, what, no. what the hell? Nope. You're going to say, okay, I can see that play out. Yeah. You're not even going to you know, bat an eye. Mm-hmm. And, and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's taking what? Five, six, seven rounds yeah. later. And that's yeah. a situation where, like, you know, that ADP difference, like, is something that I pay close attention to. It's easier to do that at a quarterback position. Yeah, because like, you can see it easier. Yeah, you can see it easier, you know. But, no, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, that's an important approach to have as you're drafting. Like, I think a lot of people don't think like that, which is why we don't do rankings. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you need to be able to kind of have this, you know, mentality that, like, look, uh, everybody's saying that JT's an overall number one and that Jeff- Justin Jefferson's an overall number one wide receiver one, but nobody's going to be surprised if that's not how it shakes out. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, like, and just like you mentioned before, like, and again, this is something that's like, it's just not talked about at all. It's like the money is actually on the field. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in actuality, like, what we should be doing, if we were like, you know, just basically playing off of numbers, bring it to me. There you go. <laughs> bring it to all you want me to do. <laughs> If, 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 we were, if, you, if you were like really into analytics and yeah. you're playing the numbers, there you go. There you go. we should be betting against the consensus rankings. Bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. And yeah. this is all he really does. There right? you go. This is really there what he does. Go. But you really, go. you should be betting against the consensus rankings. Say, okay, you got JT number one. I'm going to bet the field because mm-hmm. historically the yeah. field wins out, especially when it comes to the RB1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's why literally I don't want that number one and, RB1. And guess spot. what? Hmm. And we'll go even further. Yeah, we're talking about these tournaments. If you actually do end up going with the field and take and, and considering somebody else, yeah, then if you're right, most likely you're going to be a top uh, alone at the top of the mountain because everybody else or yep. consensus was yep. going the the typical the way. Yeah, yeah. Which is man, nice. we giving away too much. Good. I'm just saying. Stop just saying. Second, third level. Thing. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right, that's all, all right. I'm saying. Stop. We're more than an hour in, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up this week. That's all we got this week. Please like. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Um, I think I brought him up already. What? Danny Gray? Because we were talking about yeah, a you Devo. brought him up last week. If Devo's trading, mm-hmm. Danny Gray might have a nice opportunity, man. Yeah, yeah I have yeah, no idea who that is. But, uh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I look him up. Danny Gray. That's SMU. That boy fast, yeah. All right. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out.